Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Well, good day, and welcome to another edition of Food Bites. How very Aussie of you, Sarah Patterson. Good day, good day, Kevin <laughs> Philip. <laughs> Hello, wishes Eugene Hilly. Uh, we have a fabulous program for you, a wonderful program. Very excited about today's uh, guest, Bonafide, a Hollywood star in Yale Stone, Australian actress yep. who, uh, who moved across there. And you might remember her from the uh, very popular Netflix Ugh. series, Orange is the New Black. Amazing story about that. She was on a weekly contract. Yes. Yeah. And every week it would be, is my name on the list? Okay, I'll yeah. sign another contract. And she nailed one of uh, the most challenging oh. accents going round. And uh, she's in a new series which uh, is just dropped on Paramount yes. Plus. It's called One Night. There's six episodes. It's very good. Kevin and I have completed all six yep. episodes. Uh, incredible performances, not just by Yale, but by co stars Jodie Whittaker. Oh, she's good. And Nicole De Silva. They are absolutely terrific. And a couple of uh, outstanding performances. Wait till you see Noni Hazelhurst oh, yeah. as the Scottish uh, grandmother. She's terrific. <laughs> Matriarch. Oh, you wouldn't be mucking around with Noni, I'm telling you. Yes. <laughs> You'd get one into you really quickly. Uh, and some great, uh, some really great little cameo performances mm. from a couple of Australian actors who I don't know who are, who are really good in it. But One Night is the name of that. Yep. But I'm a big fan of Yale's because Deep Water was a series she did when she came back from the States. Mm. Um uh, after doing Oranges, the New Black, and it's terrific. Yep. Um, and uh, also another little one she was in, which has just finished on the ABC called Bay of Fires. Yep, yep. Where she plays a really nerdy account. She's all about looking after the planet and the yeah, climate. And absolutely. she's got, a, with that in mind, she has got a really terrific uh, cooking tip for us. Absolutely terrific to have her on the program. And also, our Ooh. food poll is uh, is got that summer feel well, about it. Well, we've gone it. down the ice cream aisle at, uh, at Woolworths or Coles. We're putting. <laughs> Paddle pops. Well, it'll be warmer than the bloody fruit yeah. and veg aisle. <laughs> We're putting paddle pops up against, wait for it, the old Bubble oh. Bill. Can with I? The, with a big ball of chewing gum for the nose. Oh, oh, I have an observation mate. about uh, Bubble Bill that I will share oh. with you uh, uh, when we get to the food Can't pile. wait. Uh, because I want us to get to Yale Stone right now. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hey, Yale, how are you going? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. You sick of talking about yourself yet? <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Good. Let's talk about me. No, no. only joking. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the show that you're doing is is called Food Bites so with Sarah Patterson. So we want to start. Can we start in the kitchen and ask if you're if you're good in the kitchen? Are you handy in the kitchen? I think I'm not. I try so hard, and I'm, I'm watching that that show, that cooking, the, the chef show, the bear, and I I keep trying to be like them, but it's not working. I I think I might be cursed. <laughs> so it's not a it's not a therapeutic pursuit. It sounds more like a stressful pursuit. It's a quite a stressful show, actually. But yeah, look, it is stressful because I feel like I'm constantly. Um, our five year old is like. Sees me whenever I try to, to, you know, whenever I try a bit, and she's like, "Oh, you're trying something," that makes her pretty determined to be dead against it. So it's sort of this like unending challenge that I'll never win. Always a challenge <laughs> when it comes to uh, young children, does it at Yale? But that, that um, you know, they can be fussy little eaters. Yeah, and uh, the challenge to uh, to find something that they will like. Are you a, a fussy eater yourself? I'm terribly fussy, and, and look, I, I will say with the cooking, I'm a trier. Like I haven't abandoned every night. 
we're there. We're giving it a go. Um, so, but it's not. I have not declared, you know, out of the race just yet. Um, but am I fussy? I don't eat meat. Does that make me fussy? I kind of, I kind of enjoy everything when someone's given it a go and there's love and and effort in there. Um, I think anyone who makes anyone else a meal is an absolute hero. And I think in the parenting spectrum. Having a good meal at the end of the day is just such a such a sweet thing to come home to. Yeah, let's talk about one night. It looks like it's been a very exciting project to be involved with. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Really, really lovely project to be part of in terms of the company that that we got to keep for that for the time and that talented people in front of and behind the camera. And I, it, it's set in, in the area that I actually live in. So we're kind of in around the places where I live. And, um, there was a special delight for, for that. Um, so it was, it, it, it's been a great experience. And now I've just watched the first three episodes and I think, oh, it's actually pretty fabulous. I think Jodie and, and Nicole's performances really moved me. I, I watched the first episode and I kind of got really swept up in it and forgot. That I was part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you just mentioned you have a, a personal connection with the area that, where it was uh, shot, the location. It's rather beautiful, Yale. What a, what a lovely experience to have a connection with, with that part of the world. Yeah, yeah. It's thorough country down here and it's very beautiful and the escarpment sort of features so beautifully in this very dramatic way um, next to the ocean. And, yeah, we're, we're very lucky to live here. It's a really interesting uh, sort of uh, concept that you you sit and watch three episodes and discover things about it. Because when you're doing it, you're just doing your bit with the others. You don't actually know how it gets all put together, and then they lay music in and they do other th- bits and pieces. It must be a real thrill Ooh. when you actually get to see what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, of course, you read the script in its entirety, so you know what, what the other pieces of the puzzle are. But as you say, you don't know how it's, how it's going to be crafted and what it's going to feel like and, you know, how that cinematography is going to be treated and translated onto the the screen. Um, There's so much skill that goes in 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 terms of this big team that goes into making film and TV. And that's that's what I love about it, actually. Everyone is so essential and everyone's job is very specific and with one person missing, you know, you you can't do it. So, yeah, I do love seeing the full thing brought together. It is a series that's based around uh, female friendships, Yale, and um, and I guess in 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 life where it's driven home to us that we, you know, we need to forget the past and embrace the future and, and move forward. But that's that's pretty hard to do, isn't it? When you're um, <laughs> when it's something like that in your past that is so uh, so big and and so compelling. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would argue that probably the, the message of the of the, the, the show even about forgetting um, in some ways it's so much about remembering and I guess part of our this big national conversation that we're having around the voice at the moment and, and, and looking at our past and, and not forgetting and remembering well and remembering with a, with a sense of, of truth and respect um, yeah it's like a, it's, it's quite a large conversation that's, that's happening around that around the quality of, of remembering and looking mm. back. And, yeah, I, the, the show the show has such an interesting take on memory and the shifting nature of memory and, and how we all see things differently from a, a different 
perspective and we can be so sure that our memory is correct, but it's all a little bit fallible. About the power of, of memory, I guess, and, and, and who indeed has um, the right to either tell a story or, or even own a story? Absolutely, yeah. Well, you own your own yeah, story, don't you? You own your own version of it, in a way. Yeah, it's an interesting one. But, I mean, I, I guess that the show really goes into that over the, the six episodes and and talks about yeah how we how when we do share what we see of our own story, it, it, it impacts on other people. And um, yeah, I think it's um, it's a kind of it's a it's a great meditation on what we what we own and how it how it how it kind of echoes through the world. Are you a coffee drinker on set? You able to get yourself going of a morning, where, you know, when to start because obviously long filming days and lots of beach scenes in this one. And uh, were, were you getting a bit of caffeine injection to get you going? Well, I have a ten-month-old and a five-year-old, <laughs> and neither of them like sleeping very much. So the coffee is actually essential. We say non-negotiable, and we have a coffee machine in our kitchen. And I wake up and I walk straight to the coffee machine, and there's a problem. If, if I don't get that coffee, so yeah, it's it's more like medicine. It's so uh, it's interesting. Yeah, you've spent so much time in the in the the US, and and guests who um, we've had on this show who've uh, been in America have compared Australian coffee with the offerings uh, in the US, and um, American coffee is always found to be quite lacking. Has that been your experience? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've lived here, you know, back here from two thousand end of two thousand nineteen. So I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, say that I'm up to date on what's happening there. But yes, I mean, we are amazing coffee drinkers and I think amazing coffee makers. And it's always nice to to have an Australian coffee for sure. <laughs> what about a sweet tooth with the coffee? Do you uh, do you like a, a biscuit, a lolly, a chocolate? Uh, what, what's your What's your little guilty pleasure? End of the day, I think um, dark chocolate with. But almonds, flavors, that's probably oh. my choice. Um, and I haven't always been that way, but now it's kind of like built in. And, yeah, I think that the day is not complete without some chocolate at the end. Gee whiz, that almost sounds healthy, though, Yeah, Dark chocolate with the almonds, slivers. That's, uh, that sounds oh, pretty really? good for you. Oh, yeah. Lots of antioxidants. Okay. Oh, great. Okay, well, I'm just... Going to keep doing that. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, we, we we touched on uh, your your being in in the states for a significant amount of time. You you originally went over or were going back and forth, I guess, um, to New York for um for theatre work, and then this uh this show called Orange is the New Black kind of came along. Can you just take us back to that time in your life and how it all came about? Yeah, um, well, I moved I moved over there without without a job, but just a bit of a a dream after, yeah, as you say, working in the theatre for about seven years. And I went over there and, you know, did the kind of like waitressing for tips kind of thing and was auditioning and as a very much unknown person. And, yeah, I was so lucky to land that job. And it was a particular time in the Netflix history where, you know, you could just be approved from, from one audition and I didn't have to go through some massive chain of producers. It was just like Genji Cohen, the show's creator, said, yes, you know, we, we'll have her. And they, they kept me on. I used to sign a, a contract for each episode. So every time I turned up, I'd sign a new contract. And it just went on and on and on. And I ended up being there for seven years. Yeah. And in your character, Lorna, I mean, 
she had the most challenging uh, accent, didn't she, for which you have been very widely praised. What what was it like trying to uh, to nail that, which you obviously did? I, from memory, had a lot of anxiety about it for the first season. And then after it came out and I wasn't laughed out of town, I felt <laughs> much better. But, yeah, it was, it was a challenge. Um, but, look, I love accents and it is, you know, part of our – it's part of our job as actors to be able to kind of go inside the, the life and world of, of other people. So accents and, and 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 that kind of thing and changing your appearance and being able to embody different people is um is a great joy for me. So I I love it. And does the that accent ever get a run with the five year old if the five year old gets out of control? Has a, there is a doll that was made that someone, a fan sent, um, a Lorna doll. And for a while, I used to do Lorna's voice um, for that doll. And she actually just knows the, the, the doll as Lorna. And then one day, she'll connect the two, I think. And that will be fun. <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> did you, um, Yael, did you ever feel um, homesick? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it became a new home for me because, because I was there for seven years and um but I I did I did a, a bit of early days I couldn't afford to come back and and I certainly miss Australia miss Australia very much and and obviously that feeling was quite quite became profound um you know during the black summer bushfires I was supposed to be going back with my my partner and and our child and I just couldn't I couldn't stomach it and wanted to be here and be contributing to to positive climate action here where we are on the front line of those impacts and you know, as we know we are the first generation to feel the impacts and the last generation that can do anything about it so I'm very passionate about about taking action and I actually spend most of my time and energy working on positive action for climate change. Yeah it's obviously that that passion is is very clearly yep. clearly coming through is it is that that's a long-held passion Yale has that always been uh, the case? Um, a, a concern for the environment, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel very connected to to the natural world, and in a way that I'm sure we all share. Naturally connected to the to the to the natural world, it's inbuilt. But um, you know, the black summer bushfires were very profound, and in a way, I'm sure it was for so many of us that we were breathing smoke. We, we could not ignore. Mm. the level of destruction um, that we were seeing. And I ju- it just stirred me into action in a, in a more profound way. Um, so since then, I've, uh, I founded a, an organisation called High Neighbour. I'm the founding director of it, and that's, that's what I do uh, in, my, in my day-to-day life. And we focus on helping local workers um, to find job opportunities in low-carbon technology, and, and we support people in their training by giving them scholarships. You know, I was looking at uh, the website today. It's fascinating, the, the kind of connection between the coal town and the and the renewables and uh, and making those two work together. Uh, it, it's a really, really interesting observation uh, that, that that they can work together. It's something that a lot of people have been saying can't happen, but just in reading the stuff on uh, High Neighbour today, it, it actually can happen. Yeah, oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, we think it's really important to emphasise that connection. You know, if we, we think that we sort of are all at odds, that we're all divided, that these things are opposite, when in fact, if we kind of come together and, and work together, 
there's an amazing future that we can build for ourselves where people don't get left behind. And uh, we think that's really important. Hey, you must be wrapped uh, since you've come back. Uh, your series like uh, Deep Water, Bay of Fires, uh, this one, uh, the, the six episodes of One Night. It's been really beautiful quality work that you've been doing since you came back. Thank you. That's very kind. I do feel really lucky. Yeah. They're good scripts, aren't they? And, and good stories and, and, and world-class stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of talent in Australia and our creatives in our cast and our crew, I think, yeah, we can we can be very proud that we create world class storytelling. Yeah, usually just to finish up on uh, Food Bites, we like to ask our guest whether they like the kitchen or not, but um, <laughs> <laughs> whether you have a kitchen tip or a cooking tip that you might like to share. Well, I do. I think we should all be investing in induction stove tops. I think we are attached in this way to our gas. But it turns out it's really bad here, not great for cooking, and um, it's, a, it's an easy switch and it has a massive impact on the environment. So a massive positive impact on the environment and climate change. And so I would encourage everyone to uh, do a bit of research and find out about installing an induction cooktop stove. Beautiful. Excellent advice. Paramount Plus is the place to go to check out uh, one night, six episodes, and you can sit mm. and watch all six at once. <laughs> You're beauty. Uh, so you rather than have to wait till next Monday night at 8.30 for the next one to come out. Oh, yeah. uh, No, you can hit it and watch all six. Uh, and, and thank you so much for your time, Yael. We appreciate it. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Wow. Check that series out. It is well worth having a look at. Mm-hmm. One night, very good Paramount Plus. Suspenseful. It's good. Speaking yeah, of suspenseful, let's put the uh, <laughs> food pole to the test and the ice creams okay. to the test. Let's right pit the, uh, the paddle pop up against the bubble bill. And, Kevin, you are going to reveal something. I'm not sure I want to hear. Bubble bill. <laughs> I've never been able to eat them, all right? Oh. So I'm out of the contest straight away because I just can't eat them. You know why? Because... <laughs> Because Bubble Bill reminds me of Otis the Drunk in, in the Andy Griffith show. Whenever I see his face, I think of Otis the Town Drunk in the Andy oh, Griffith show, no. who had the hat slightly to skewed yeah. off to one side, and used to come. And Andy Griffiths was beautiful with him, and and uh, Ron Howard, who played Andy's son, and that uh, they were fantastic with him. And Don Knox mm. would get all mm. upset and all agitated as Barney Fife. But <laughs> Otis, I don't even know the actor's name, but he was just this really. And I can't look at a, a, a Bubble Bill and not think of Otis. And that makes sense to me because sometimes when you unwrap your buffalo bill, it can be in all different stages. He looks like dis- he's been on the Disrepaired. <laughs> he does. His face can actually slide. Because in the transportation from the truck to the, uh, the, the, you know, the shop. His face starts it, to melt. His face starts to melt or it's pushed under with other things on top of it and you oh. take him out and he looks like the elephant man. Yep. It's not yep. good. It's how we all feel anyway. from time to time. Right. Let's see what people think. Yes. Cherie, our mate Cherie Dobbs. Actually, it's Dodson. I said Dobson, but I know it is Dodson. Dodson, Dodson. It is Dodson because my mouth won't work. Bubble Bill for me, thanks. Terry Daniel says, Paddle Pop for me. I used to like the vanilla ones. Oh, Oh, really? really? (laughs) (laughs) I used to like the the chemical banana ones. Vanilla ones. We're talking bananas later. Silvana. Vanilla. Says Paddle Pop for her. Joylene says, look, if I have to, Paddle Pop. Rebecca says, I used to love Bubble Bill when I was a kid. Didn't we all? Lisa Marie says, Bubble 
Sue Landry, Bubble Bill. Karen Young, Paddle Pop. Leonie Kay, Paddle Pop. Chocolate. Thanks. That's Two Hoskins. One better than says vanilla. Paddle Pop. <laughs> Julie says Paddle Pop. Banana flavour for me. I agree, Julie. No. Banana Paddle Pops were the best. Oh, yeah, yeah but the, the other ones were terrible. Oh. Uh, Susie <laughs> Kay says Paddle Pop. I don't like frozen bubble yeah, gum. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Got to work it with your yeah, mouth to get it going. Yes. Glenn Rodder says, Come on, Paddo. How in the blazes can you call those food? However, I must make a choice, so it is Paddle Pop for me. Kathleen says, definitely a chocolate paddle pop for me and a banana one as well if you're offering. <laughs> Lee Stitzer says, paddle pops are overrated and they destroyed Barney Banana. Bubble Bill wins this one. The paddle pops did put Barney out of business. Uh, Lydia says, a choc paddle pop. <laughs> you say, wins this one. It's like you can picture the uh, the paddle pop in a gunfight with Bubble <laughs> Bill <laughs> at sundown. I'll get to that later. Lydia says, chocolate paddle pop. Uh, yeah, and uh, Ali says uh, a choc mint paddle. I remember them. Oh, yeah, briefly. Oh, they were Brief. good. They were, were good. Were they limited edition? Yeah, they don't make oh. them anymore, unfortunately. Ali, I'm with you on that one. Charlene Brown, Bubble Bill. Michelle says Bubble Bill. Michelle says a paddle pop and chocolate are the best. Alan says a paddle pop. Old Croaky says, being old school, most definitely a paddle pop. Wouldn't be caught dead even holding a bubble bill. <laughs> Sorry, is Old Croaky a character out of Cluedo <laughs> or something? <laughs> out of Are You Being Served? No, I think I sounded, I say. I think I sounded a bit pop black there, <laughs> didn't I? I say, old boy. <laughs> I say, old Croaky, I say, I say. <laughs> um, oh. uh, Candace White says, a bubble bill any day. Oh. Jamie Duncan says, well, why not a choc wedge? Because it's not on the list. I'll make – oh, no, I'll make, I'll take. I'll take a malt Do one. Do you want to get those glasses? Are we doing Specsavers <laughs> soon? Should have gone to Specsavers. Sheree Dobson. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> Duncan says he will take the malt one. Paddle pop is a consolation prize. Okay. Kima Hydro says a paddle pop, of course. Andy Blake says paddle pop, please. Rachel Smith says both at different times. Uh, Jim Wilson says, oh, please, enough. A chocolate paddle pop plays the bubble bill off a break. Okay. Okay. Uh, Annie Peacock says, bubble is very good for dinner party desserts oh. with Eskimo pies and golden gay times. I remember Annie saying that was her dessert yeah. trick. She puts them all on a tray yeah. and people choose their own ice cream. That's I think it's a, a great that's idea. That's a idea. Now, here's a, here's a, very, a very salient moment in the history of the food poll. With Adam White? Yeah. Right. Bill gives you the variation in each bite. He has to be the winner. And the added bonus of the bubble gum that'll test the strength of your teeth. Yeah. Mark Stevens, so now a score from Mark Stevens. He says, bubble O one, <laughs> chock paddle pop, zero. Zero. Oh, be interested to see how close this one was. 41% for bubble O. Oh. Down. Off oh. you go, bubble O. Is that a bubble O in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> uh, the paddle pop line wins with 59%. The line guns down. The line guns down. The old Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. Otis is back off into the drunk tank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of that. I, yeah, I must say, if it were down to the choice between the two, I would go the banana paddle pop. What's the flavour in the in the Buffalo Bill? Because I've never had one. Mm. What, what's well, the what's that pinky colour? Well, that it? would be strawberry. Would it? And Ooh. I believe it's got a, a chocolate Jeez. back on it, a, a coating of chocolate oh, on okay. the back of his head. And he has variously That's coloured. That's slept in the in His the nose is either green or yeah, yellow. Yeah, green. Green or yellow. Yeah, no, no. Sometimes oh, pink. Oh, really? Yes. 
Oh, lucky dip. Oh. Yeah, give me a vanilla paddle. And he's got a chocolate and a chocolate hat. <laughs> <laughs> vanilla. What? <laughs> oh, yuck. They were terrible. They were among the worst. Do you? That was like getting. Yeah. That was like getting the bottom of the barrel and then going to the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. Do you remember the paddle pop liquor prize? No. There are now more than forty thousand prizes in all different sizes with paddle pop's new liquor prize. So you just you ate your paddle pop, yeah. you licked it, and you were left with the stick, and, and the, the stick, stick had, had a. At a oh, like prize on it. Oh, like win a free yeah. whatever. Really? Yeah. Ugh. Uh. a bit dodgy. <laughs> Very dodgy. <laughs> on that note, I think we'll finish. <laughs> that is Food Bites for another week. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, uh. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. For recipes, tips and all the latest news, that's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.